Hello, greetings, welcome. I'm Dr. Ken Buckle from Grazia Plena, a counseling service in the Houston area, and uh, welcome to this next installment of the series on recovery issues. Uh, this is uh, recovery issues from addictions, from mental illnesses, from uh, other afflictions, uh, things that affect our spiritual lives and our psychological lives, and uh, things that that uh, the Lord and His grace and His power of His Holy Spirit can bring healing to. And so we cover different series each week. Uh, sorry, I'm coming a little bit late uh, this time, this week. Usually I try to get these out around Thursday evening, Friday morning, uh, but a series of events caused a little delay. So here we are already on Sunday. I'd really hoped to get this out yesterday on the Feast of St. Benedict. However, uh, as I was getting ready to uh, film and record this uh, podcast and video, uh, the fire alarms went off in the building and we had to leave. So that's the way it goes sometimes. So here we are, have a quiet uh, time to set aside for this uh, presentation. Today's topic is on making amends uh, to those we had harmed. And as we always do, uh, we'll start out with a brief period of stillness and quiet uh, because uh, we need to clear some space uh, when we meet with our friend, uh, when we meet with Christ and we walk with him, walk with Jesus and uh, listen to him and be present to him. We have to clear out the noise of the world, uh, all of the distractions, the fears, uh, the anger. We have to make some space for us to hear God's word in our heart. Uh, and so we do that with stillness and quiet, and we'll do that now. And then after that brief period, we'll have the opening prayer. If you're watching on video, you can read and pray that prayer along with us. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can, can pray that prayer as I speak it to you. So let's pause for just a moment. So we pray together in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, we call upon you now to join us in this hour, in this meeting, in a special way. We ask for your wisdom and your healing. Encourage and inspire us with clear thinking, understanding, and truth. And fill us with the deep and satisfying fire of your love. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, this this audio uh, portion this pot, uh, is uh, saved for the podcast. Uh, podcast is kind of a new thing here at Grazia Plena. Uh, the podcast is called Encounter with Dr. Ken, uh, and it's available on a, diff a number of different platforms, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. 
Uh, you should be able to find it in any of those places, Encounter with Dr. Kin. Uh, or if you're watching on video, then uh, you can find this on the YouTube channel, Dr. Kin. You can search it up uh, using Grazia Plena and Dr. Kin. You should be able to find it. You're welcome to su subscribe to these podcasts and this YouTube channel. It might make it easier for you to find uh, the content each week as it comes out. And we are, are of course, honored if you uh, share this uh, with your friends or others that you you think might uh, enjoy these presentation, these little presentations or talks. Uh, so last week, last meeting was uh, about humility and recovery. <clears throat> we talked about uh, humility is um, not not being something that involves putting the self down, but really having an accurate view of the self. Uh, having a realistic picture of who we are, that we're, that we're not something puffed up with big egos and uh, full of pride about the things that we do or the money that we have, that uh, that's not who we really are, that that in humility we see an accurate perspective of, of, of us being children of God, which is a, really a, a wonderful thing. Um, some of the saints have sometimes used language uh, that has to do with you know, kind of uh, being down on the self, and it kind of sounds um, self-deprecatory, but really uh, the, many of these saints, and I'm thinking of St. Catherine of Siena for one, you know, she, de she described uh, herself in rough terms sometimes because she uh, was really focusing on the sin, that the sin was the part of her that she didn't like, um, that she actually had a, uh, an accurate uh, view of herself, but people uh, commented on her humility, um, and so that was uh, a good a good thing. Even though sometimes you may think she's really down on herself, um, so that's not humility. Humility is having a, a accurate, realistic picture of who we are. <clears throat> um, to have an accurate view of ourself, not one that's puffed up on pride and false selves, is very different from the culture today. The culture today really encourages us to to promote ourselves, to uh, make ourselves look really good on the surface to others, to impress others. Those are the kind of things that our culture makes us to want to do, to uh, to be part of what everybody else thinks instead of to have our own views of things. Um, and so this idea of humility, uh, you know, I think for myself, I, uh, I uh, do my own thing, uh, you know, for God's glory. Um, not to impress others, those, you know, that's kind of the, the view of, of Christian humility is very different from uh, what the culture is promoting today, which is me, 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 you know, how great I am and my, my needs and my emotions are what's most important. It's very different uh, in the Christian world uh, for true followers of Christ that uh, are seeking to grow in the virtue of humility. Um, humility has ingredients of openness, acceptance, trust, and surrender. Those are good things that we develop as Christians in the, in the line of humility. And, and for our recovery, these are necessary ingredients. Humility is the foundation of recovery. That's why I focused on that topic last time. Uh, really is quite significant um, in, in uh, being able to start recovery, but also to be able to have a successful recovery, uh, this humility. And why do we seek recovery? Why do we seek God's healing from these things? So we can have more freedom. We can have freedom to live life uh, to the greatest extent uh, 
possible in our in our human nature that we're free to love we're, we're free to love God self and others and uh, not be weighted down with the burden of our addictions afflictions mental illnesses other issues marriage family problems other things that burden us uh, that create fear in us and sadness and discouragement depression anxieties things that keep us from being able to love others to the full extent that we're called to do uh, for God's glory and honor. So today, let's move on to uh, the topic that, that's uh, for this week, which is making amends to those who have harmed. What does amends mean? We don't use that word in our culture today very much, uh, making amends. Uh, amends is like, like I want to make it up to you. I want, I want to... Uh, kind of right a wrong, I want to fix something that I damaged, is kind of what we mean by making amends. And why do we think, uh, why do we think we might have harmed others? Well, cer certainly in our addictions, uh, certainly uh, if, if we're being dishonest, if we're hiding our behavior, if, if we're doing things uh, in anger and betraying people in the course of our addictions, which is quite common, then we're hurting those people around us, a spouse, children, parents, and so forth. Um, if, if we're uh, having mental illnesses of this type or that type, if we haven't paid attention to getting treatment for them, then our depression, our anxiety, you know, our personality defects and so forth, these things might harm others. Um, if we're in the midst of marriage and family conflict and, and we're just feeding into that and contributing to that and not not uh, finding a way to resolve that, then we're harming others in that behavior. And so in all of these things that we're seeking healing from, there's, there's a sense that we might have harmed other people. And so then we have a need to try to repair things. Um, and, and we might also include uh, uh, harming ourselves, making amends to uh, our own self, uh, that our behaviors, our actions, our neglect has has been harmful to us as well, so we include ourselves in that in that list. Um, so so when we're thinking of making amends, uh, the first most important thing is we want to stop harming. If we've been harming in the past, uh, we want to stop that so that we can go forward without harming people. That's probably one of the most important things. <clears throat> excuse me, that we don't want to harm any more in the future. And so figuring out a way to do that, to stop what we're doing, uh, to, uh, to change our direction, that could be an important way of making amends. Um, sometimes when we enter recovery, we start to get some counseling, we go to the 12-step meetings, however it's going, uh, spiritual direction, whatever it is that we're doing uh, to change and to seek healing. Um, we might get all enthusiastic and full of energy and we want to make a confession, right? We want to, we want to say, okay, I'm a changed person. Uh, you know, just right off the bat, we, we say, okay, let me go spill the beans and tell these people, you know, all the terrible things I've done because I'm changing now. Uh, and so we have this great temptation to rush out and, and to make a dis disclosure or confession. <clears throat> And, and we have to be very careful with that. We don't want to do that because that could harm uh, the other person when we're, we're not fully prepared to make those amends, those disclosures and confessions. And the other person 
because of our recent behavior, might not be able to really hear and interpret well our, uh, our change that we're trying to make and that we have changed, that we are changing, that we've had a conversion. Uh, so we have to be careful about rushing out to make a quick amend. So don't rush in. Uh, we have a lot of preparation work to do to get to the point where we can make a healthy disclosure that's not harmful to others. Uh, we need to have a track record of taking action uh, to, to be able to demonstrate to the other person, the people we've harmed, uh, that we are genuine in the changes that we're making. Uh, they need to start seeing us uh, take some action without us saying anything. They need to observe something concrete, something tangible, that they can say, oh, yeah, it looks like that guy is making some change. Uh, they, they need to see that consistently over a period of time before they might be able to receive the amends that we're trying to make. So we can't rush in because we don't have a track record of taking action yet. The other thing is, in order to make a, a proper disclosure, a proper apology, we need to have a certain amount of self-knowledge and self-awareness about what we've done and exactly how we may have harmed those other people. And we can't have that. We can't see that until we clear out all of the mess that we've created, the damage that we've created, and we step back in our recovery process and we're able to evaluate, wow, look what I've really been doing. You know, I, I, I've been not really seeing it accurately. I've not, been, not, not really been realizing uh, the destruction that I've had in my, uh, in my past. And so this self-knowledge, self-awareness uh, helps us to know the full gravity, the full weight, accuracy of what we've been doing, how it's been harmful to ourselves and others, and to God, um, so that we're able to then talk about it effectively, to be able to say, hey, these are my defects. I have to be honest with myself. You know, I've, I've had the defect of being dishonest and keeping secrets and hiding things. Or I, I realize I have this, this defect of anger that I've just been carrying these resentments around and, and that's, that's created damage. And, you know, I, I share that with the person that I'm talking to so that they know that I know uh, what's going on with me uh, as I make my disclosure. When, when we're getting ready to make an amends, uh, it's important for us to go to people that we trust, people that have our best interest in mind, people that have our back and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about making this disclosure and this uh, amends, this confession, and here's what I think I'm going to say, and, you know, what, what's your perspective on that? Do you think that would hurt this person? Uh, do, you, do you think that would be helpful to this person, that might, how it might be received? How does it sound to you? And let them give us feedback. Let, let, our, let our supporters give us feedback. Supporter could be a 12-step sponsor, a counselor, a spiritual director, a close friend, priest that we know, or some, someone um, that we trust. Uh, to give us feedback on how we're approaching this situation of making amends so that they can guide us. And that's part of humility, right? Part of humility is to accept feedback and direction from other people. Um, as we're getting ready to make amends to others, we should always invoke the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and ask the Spirit to guide us, to give us clear thinking and understanding about what, we're, what it is that we're about to do and to allow time and space for the Spirit to, to move us and instruct us uh, so that we can make amends uh, in an effective way, in a way that, that might be helpful and not harmful.
um, as as we're going forward, as we're going forward through our recovery process and learning and changing and transforming, uh, we we develop this ability to self-monitor. Uh, maybe we're taking an examination of conscience often, more often. Um, we self-monitor and we can promptly admit when we're doing something wrong in the future. And so that's in small ways, instead of these big things that we may have to make amends about uh, that we're kind of talking about today, this point on self-monitoring and promptly admitting things that we do wrong uh, in, in the future, this is part of the ongoing uh, small little daily ways that we make amends and that we keep ourselves from falling into discouragement and depression because we're harming others and making mistakes and so forth. So it's about being a changed person going forward, self-monitoring, self-reflecting, self-aware, and promptly admitting wrongs in the future so that we're developing honesty and humility to the, the last two topics that we talked about the previous two weeks. Um, this making amends really depends on those things. So what does it look like, this making amends? Um, just what I'm saying, honesty and humility, a genuine contrite heart, that we need to have true remorse and empathy for what we've done wrong, not just intellectually saying the words, um, but not, not meaning them. Uh, we need to really mean them to feel the, the sorrow over what we've done and to be able to communicate and to share it with the other person, to understand uh, how we may have harmed the other person, to, to have empathy by being in their shoes like that. Um, a, a good uh, amends that we might make is non-defensive. So in other words, um, if the other person reacts with hurt or anger as we make try attempt to make amends, uh, we're not going to defend ourselves, make excuses or anything like that. Uh, we're going to be non-defensive. We're going to be open. Um, we don't make excuses, rationalizations, or minim minimalizations. Um, we say it like it is. You know, here's what I did with no, with no elaborations, with with uh, nothing to dress it up and make it pretty because it's not pretty. Uh, we just open and honest. Here's what I did, and I know I harmed. I know I created harm and damage. Um, we just say it, and and we're not defensive. We're not. Uh, making any excuses. We're not uh, minimizing what we did. Uh, we should go into making amends with no expectations or assumptions or forgiveness. Whether the other person forgives us is their business. That's not our business. Uh, if they forgive us, that might be nice. That might be great. Uh, but that's really up to them. We can't control that. Uh, and we don't have to be afraid of that. Um, our job is just to make the amends, to try to, to make these changes, uh, to try to talk to the other person and say, hey, I know what I did. It caused problems, and I'm so sorry for that. Um, we just allow the forgiveness to be the, the domain of the other person. Um, we then should really just be open and accepting of whatever reaction um they might make. If they laugh and they think we're being silly for making these amends, then we accept that. If they're angry because uh, they're still hurt from what we did, we accept that. If they say, hey, I want to go off and think about it, um, then we say, okay, I accept that. Then uh, whatever, whatever kinds of reaction we might have, we're just open to it. 
Uh, we don't try to control it. We're, we're, don't be afraid of it. We just simply allow it to happen. Um, there may be five aspects to making a good amends. And again, whether there's a reconciliation or not is not our business, um, but, but that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uh, see if there's a, a possibility of restoring relationships or at least just saying, hey, uh, I just need to say what, what, uh, what we did because sometimes the relationships can't be repaired. Um, but our, our, um, our way of making amends is, is to offer reconciliation, at least in ourself and to God, uh, sometimes with the other person. So here's five aspects. One aspect, one aspect is we're saying to feel remorse and show remorse. Uh, the first part is uh, something that we do. We feel remorse, and that's important for us to, to truly feel remorse over something bad that we did. Um, and then to demonstrate that, to show it, uh, to display it to the other person by, by how they see our face and they hear our, the tone of our voice so that they can experience our remorse. So part of, part of remorse is for us to feel it and for them to see it as we show it to them. Um, secondly, we must say the words, I am sorry. We must say those words, uh, and we must say them uh, with feeling, and again, so that they can see them and cure them. Uh, and we, we say specifically what we did. I am sorry that I uh, hid my behavior from you, or that I lied to you, or that I betrayed you by doing such and such. So we're very specific um, about what we're sorry for so that they know. Uh, we can't just make it some vaguey, loosey-goosey kind of thing, um, but we have to say really what it is very specifically. I'm sorry for this thing, to accept responsibility for it, to make no excuses. Um, and then we say, um, I will buy you flowers. I will uh, help you with this. I am willing to do uh, something nice for you if you tell me what would be good so that I can make it up to you somehow and to show you that I'm serious about making a change in the future. Um, so we, we want to be willing to make it up to them somehow. And sometimes the other person might be willing uh, if we ask them, you know, how can I make it up to you? They might be helpful to tell us that or they might say, do whatever you want or don't do anything. Uh, we just accept whatever they say there. But we want to express our seriousness by saying, I will do this to make it up to you. And then at the end, the fifth thing might be to say, will you forgive me? And again, just like we say, I am sorry, we say the words, um, it's good for us to say, will you forgive me? And again, we allow that up to them. We don't force their response. We don't get angry if they say no. Um, but we accept whatever they might say. They might say, let me think about it or let me see how it goes with you uh, before I forgive you. That All of that's okay. We just simply ask for forgiveness. It's good to say those words. Sometimes it's hard for our pride to say, will you forgive me? There's something in us that doesn't want to ask that because we're so proud, we have a big ego. Um, but again, honesty and humility are keys for this process. And so uh, in humility, we say, will you forgive me? It's very powerful. Uh, for those of you that are listening that are Catholics, do you recognize these five things uh, someplace in our practice of the Catholic faith? 
Do you recognize these things? Probably so. Where? In the sacrament of confession or reconciliation. Um, note in the act of contrition um, what we say. My God, I am sorry for my sins with all my heart. How that matches up with the five ingredients. <coughs> Excuse me. In choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I have sinned against you, whom I should love above all things. And we say what we did uh, without holding back in the, in the process of confession. We're telling the priest, you know, I ran the stoplight three times on Thursday. What we did, no excuses. I firmly intend, with your help, to do penance, to sin no more, and to avoid whatever leads me to sin. This is my making amends. This is what I plan to do, what I'm offering to do. Uh, and the priest uh, assigns us a penance. Um, go do something nice for your wife because you showed anger to her. Um, go uh, do something kind for your children because you were too harsh with them. <clears throat> the priest tells us the penance, uh, and that's, that's some way to, for us to make amends. Um, and then we say, our Savior, Jesus Christ, suffered and died for us in his name. My God, have mercy. And that's our way of saying, will you forgive me? Um, and, and we express in our confession, you know, I am sorry. I am remorseful, we, we say, and we show those things. Um, this is from the act of contrition. And it matches very closely those five aspects of reconciliation and making amends that I I uh, talked about before. <clears throat> uh, so that's our topic today for making amends uh, for those we had harmed in the course of our uh, our addictions, our mental illnesses, our anger, our our uh, selfishness and pride. Uh, you know all of the the things that we may be uh, experiencing that can contribute to harming others. Things that we uh, point us toward what we need to make changes in, in ourselves with God's grace and the assistance and direction and support of others. Um, so at each, at the end of each uh, session, I remind you that we have some resources um, on the internet. Uh, uh, if you go to the website, you'll find them. And I think I actually need to update the links. We moved a couple of things around on the website um, where the, the list of resources is. I'll, I'll work on that for next time. Uh, but you can find them in the menus on the website, scratziaplanacounseling.org. Um, each time we close with St. Michael's uh, prayer, and so let's do that now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you're enjoying these little uh, presentations. I hope they do something that's, that's helpful for you to get you thinking and taking action. That would be wonderful. Um, next meeting, we're going to talk about slips, falls, and relapses. Um, this has to do with, you know, our, our recovery goals. If if we're setting goals for our recovery, what happens if we fall back, um, if we miss the mark? You know, how do we handle that in the midst of our recovery? 
uh, can really throw people into confusion when that happens, but it's actually very common for it to happen. And so let's talk about it, right? Let's let's take a look at that next time. Uh, we hope that, that you'll uh, uh, look for the next session next week, maybe Thursday, Friday, uh, and that you'll share that information with friends. Uh, we put this content content out for free. In the past, we had uh, groups where we uh, had people come to our office and they paid a little bit uh, for these group sessions. We're not able to do that during the time of the, the COVID. Um, and we want to keep this, this content out so it can be helpful to others uh, free of charge. But if your part, if your spirit moves you to contribute a little something, five or ten dollars, we're happy to receive that. Um, and you can go to our website, uh, graziaplanacounseling.org, and in the top blue banner, it says donate at the top. There's a place where you can put your credit card uh, information in. We don't save any credit card numbers. Uh, it's just a one-time entry. Uh, we're happy to receive that. Grazia Plena is a 501c3 faith-based nonprofit charity, uh, and uh, we're happy to receive your support so that we can keep operating. That is our presentation for today. I hope you have a good weekend and a safe week. Stay healthy, and God bless you.